You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramapit Shemesh Israel, 5780-2020. This week's Parsha is Parsha Tzav. And before I begin the Parsha podcast, I just want to mention that I'm doing a crowdfunding right now to raise money to be able to create an album of songs for a cappella. Musicless songs, just voices for when Pesach is over and we still need songs of chizik, of encouragement. So I encourage you to please go to arigoldwag.com slash vocal album to please help make it possible for the album to come into existence. Kalei needs the chizik right now. We need that encouragement. And Bezrat Hashem, it will be possible through all of your help. So I encourage you to go there, arigoldwag.com slash vocal album. In our Parsha, at the, towards the end of the Parsha, so we have the Hakomas HaMishkan, we have the base HaMikdash, the Mishkan, the tabernacle, is, is being erected. Moshe Rabbeinu is about to begin on Chav Gimel Adar, the 23rd day of Adar. He's about to begin the Avoida in the Mishkan. And Hashem tells him as follows. This is in Perk Ches, Pasuk Aleph. Hashem spoke to Moshe and he said, Kach Aaron Take Aaron and his sons, Itai, with him. Take the clothes, Hamishcha, the special oil that was used to anoint. Take all of the different parts of the service. says The Torah says an amazing thing. This is the focus. Bring the entire congregation of the Jewish people to the entrance of the tabernacle of the Mishkan. Pesach tells us Moshe did as he was commanded, and he gathered all the Jewish people to the entrance of, of the tabernacle of the Mishkan. And indeed, all of these things were done in front of the entire Jewish people. And the Medrash tells us that this is one of a few places where something very unusual happened. Amr Belazar, Kol Yisrael Shishim Ribui, the entire Jewish people, if we just look at the men, it's 600,000. 600,000 Jews. You want them all to come to the entrance of the Oil Moid, to the entrance of the tabernacle? It's impossible. This is one of the places, and the Medrash goes on to list a number of different places, where a small space was able to hold a lot of people. A small space was able to hold a lot of people. Unusual idea. What is the concept? What is the idea that a small space holds a lot of people? And then you also find in other other places that a small space was able to hold a lot. And I'll mention along the same lines, we find that Har Chazal tells us Gemara and Sukkah that clean machzik, clean male. And when it comes to spiritual terms, a kli, a vessel which is full. Someone who is full of wisdom, because it's a spiritual aspect, wisdom has a spiritual side to it. A person who wants to have more wisdom, if you have an empty head, if you don't understand anything, so you're not going to understand too much. A vessel which is full, that's to which, that's the type of vessel, in spiritual terms, you can add more to. There's an idea in spiritual things, that something which is small has the ability to hold more. We need to understand what is the concept. So, Vidhavaso says the Medrash, another place where we find this to be true. 
This is as the Jewish people are about to enter into the land of Israel, a similar miracle occurred where all of the entire Jewish people was able to stand in a very small space. So, Yeshua says to the children of Israel, Come here. Rav Huna Amar Zikafan Bein Shnei Badeh Ha'aron. Rav Huna says that Yeshua took the entire Jewish people and he put them, he fit them into the space between the staves of the of the Aron of the of the Ark of the Covenant. Rav Chama Bar Chanina Amar Someone Bein Shnei Badeh Ha'aron. He placed them between the two zukafan. One says he stood them up. One says that he placed them between the two staves of the aron. Rav says he squeezed them in between the two staves of the of the ark. This is what the verse tells us. This is how you shall know. It's the next verse in in Yoshua and Joshua, chapter three, verses nine and ten. It says. This is how you will know that Hashem is with you. Hashem is inside of you. Hashem is with you. Amar Lehem says to the Medrash, what was Yoshua saying to them? Since you are able to fit in between the two staves of the Aran, that's how you know. It's a girsa change here, there's a different girsa, but this is the correct girsa according to Rashash. That's how you know. You know, you can know that Hashem is with you. How can you know that Hashem, that God's divine presence is inside of you? It's because of the fact that you fit into a small space. Because, think about it, this is a godly aspect, right? The spiritual realms right, are vast, are awesome, are beyond description, are infinite. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Himself, God Himself, is infinite. And yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises in the Mishkan, I, the infinite God, says Hashem, I, the infinite God, shall dwell in your midst, in your finite place. The Jewish people are standing at the entrance of the Isle Moed. And this massive group of people, why, why was it specifically here that we had to see that 600,000 people could fit in this very small space? Hashem wants us to know. Hashem is proving to us, you can fit between the staves of the iron. The Mishkan represents this idea. The Aaron represents this idea. The Aaron is the place that Hashem promises that His Shekhinah will reside. Right? God appears to Moshe Rabbeinu. The cloud rests upon the Kruvim. Hashem speaks from upon the Kruvim. Between the, the, the cherubs on the, on the ark. It's specifically there. Klai Yisrael needs to see that we fit into a small space. All of us can fit into a small space. If we, the Jewish people, which are physical, but still multi- many multitudes, we can fit in such a small space, we can be assured that Hashem, who is infinite, nevertheless, can fit into this world, so to speak. He will dwell amongst us. An amazing thing. An amazing thing. Beautiful thing. Okay? Another place has the Medrash, where we see this, Aflas love Kain. The future is going to be the same thing. When the Mashiach arrives, when the Messiah arrives, we're going to have a similar phenomenon. Shenemar says the verse, Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 17. In the future, which hopefully I believe is in the very near future, in the future, the Jewish people will be in the land of Israel. As the verses describe, we'll soon see in Isaiah as well, chapter 54. But here it is in your Mio. In the 
in the future, so when Mashiach comes, everyone will recognize the centrality of the Jewish people. The Jewish people is the soul of mankind. They will recognize that the land of Israel is the soul of the world, and Jerusalem is the soul of the soul. They will call Jerusalem the Kisei Hashem, the throne of God. Everyone will come to Jerusalem, everyone will gather in Jerusalem, and they'll want to be there. Everyone will want to be here. This is where the, this is the source, this is the root. What, what's the idea? What's the, how are they going to all fit there? Okay, we'll get to this next thing in a moment. But you see the same idea, says the Medrash, that just like it was true that the entire Jewish people could fit into a very small space, the entrance of the Almighty, to a very small space between the staves of the Aaron, wide to represent the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite, is resting His infinite presence upon the finite world, upon the finite Jewish people, so too in the future. It's going to be a similar phenomenon. But not just for the Jewish people, but for the entire world. How will they all fit? The bill, there'll be, there's 7.7 billion people in the world today. How will we all fit into Yushalayim, to Jerusalem, where all, the entire world is going to come to Jerusalem? Yikavu. They will all gather there. Yikavu goyim. How will they all fit? 7.7 billion people will fit in Yushalayim? The answer is yes, they will. And it will prove an undeniable fact that Hashem, again, who is infinite, rests upon the finite, just like the 7.7 billion people in the world will fit into Jerusalem, so too, the entire, the entire, I'm sorry, so too, God's infinite presence will rest in the finite world, and we will see that Hashem is resting, and Vedu, everyone will know, from the greatest to the smallest, everyone will know, Malahar's day as Hashem, the entire world will be filled with the infinite knowledge of Hashem. Unbelievable idea. If we want to understand also, by the way, we want to understand why, why are they coming in the, in the description of the war of Gogol Magog, which is a, a three-pronged war, three-part war, which we've already had, World War I and II were the first two of the three parts, according to Chavetz Chaim. So we have this war, and the way it's described in the Psukim is the war on Jerusalem. It's a war on Yerushalayim. What is the idea, especially if Gogol Magog parts one and two were were in Europe, basically, right? So, how did it have to do with Yushalayim? But the idea of Yushalayim we see here, the idea of Yushalayim is who is the, the central pillar? Where does God's presence come into the world? Does it come in through the Jewish people, or does it come in in a different way? Who is the soul of the world? The Christians claim that they are the soul of the world. The Arab world claims that, it, that the Islamic world is the soul, is the source of God godliness in the world. Each Different culture has a different claim. The Torah, which is the center, everyone agrees the Torah is the center of these uh, major world religions. The Torah says that the Jewish people is the soul of the world. That the Jewish people are the teachers of the world. The Jewish people are the ones upon whom rests the Shekhinah, and thereby, through them, it all rests upon the world. But there's a fight over that, and that's what Gogol Magog is about. There's a fight. Who is the soul of the world? Who is the one who is the ruler of the world? Who is the melech? Who is the king? Because whoever rules the world, for the time being, it's the, it's the United States of America that rules the world. Perhaps it's, it, for a long time it was the UK, it was the, the, the United Kingdom which ruled over the world and through which the Shefa came into the world, through which the influx came into the world. Because Shabbat who brings down 
his influx through whoever is in charge, whoever is the ruler of the world. And economically, the United States is a leader. China is a leader. The, the UK, for a long time, was the leader. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is showing us through World War I and II, and perhaps we could see it's even happening here today. Hashem is showing us that there is a fight over who is the source. Who is the source of spiritual sustenance, of physical sustenance? Is it a human being? Is it a, a powerful nation? Or is it Hashem? Is it economics? Is it the powerful businesses? Is it the media? Or is it God? That's what the war of Gagel is about. It's about a statement of who is going to be the ruler of the world. When the Jewish people are the rulers of the world, when the Jewish people in their tikkun, in their state of, of being proper, in their state of rectification, when the Jewish people rule over the world in essence, and this is the essence of what the Jewish people are to be, the Mashiach of the world, the Messiah of the world, and this is the, concept of the, the true concept of the Messiah, of Mashiach, is that we are the ones who bring Hashem into the world. How? Through our selflessness, through our dedication to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through our dedication of being a place upon which Hashem can manifest. We are the place through which Hashem is manifest, and that's the concept of the Mishkan, and that is the concept of the Aron, of the Ark. And that's why the, the Jewish people are in a place of symptom, a small place. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, just like, just like Hashem is awesome, infinite, and yet He rests in the, in the finite world, so to the Jewish people are many multitudes, and yet we can be fit into a small space that represents the fact that we are the place where Hashem manifests in the world. And that's exactly what the Major says. But it's going to be the similar thing in the future, and everyone's going to see that this is true. Listen to this. The end of the Medrash. This is the most powerful part. Rabbi Yechanan Salak, the Mishal B'Shlamay, the Rabbi Chanina. One time, Rabbi Yechanan was one of the great Rashi Shivas of the Jewish people. Post, uh, immediately after the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, after the Temple was destroyed, Rabbi Yechanan, he came to see how Rabbi Chanina was doing. And he found that he was learning this very pasuk. He found him learning this pasuk. At that time, they will come to Jerusalem. The, the, entire, the entire world, all of the nations of the world will acknowledge the centrality of the Jewish people. Will acknowledge Jerusalem as the capital of the Jewish people, the capital of Israel. Will come to acknowledge the fact that the Jewish people is the source of spirituality because of our selflessness. Right? What's going to happen? They're going to come there to the throne of Hashem. They're going to all gather, as we said. All the nations. Amar loy. So Rabbi Yechanan said to Rabbi Chanina, as he was learning this verse, he said to him, Umachzeches, is, is, is Jerusalem going to be able to hold 7.7 .7 billion people? How is that possible? Amar loy, hamikra oimer. He quoted him a pasuk in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 2. Spread out the place of your, of your tent. And the Pasuk immediately after says, Ki tifreitzi. To the right and to the left, there will be an expansion. There will be an expansion. Now the Pasuk Shat and the Pasuk, when we read the Pasuk in, in Yeshayi Nandalad, which we'll do in a moment, the Pasuk Shat and the Pasuk, the simple understanding is that it means that the Jewish people will spread out to the right and to the left, just like Ufarats the Yom of Akedma, it's a fine of Anikba, the verse tells us in the Torah, you will spread out to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west, the Jewish people will spread, the, the land of Israel will, will be massive. 
the Jewish people's influence will be massive. That's the Pasha Pshat. But there's a deeper Pshat, which Medrash is implying. And that is that you will be so great, and yet you will fit in a very small place. Archivi Mekoy Mahalech is a very small space. Does it mean they're going to make the Mishkan into an awesome massive tent that, that expands over the entire land of Israel? Or the entire Jerusalem? I don't think that's the Pshat. I think that the Medrash is saying a much deeper Pshat. That this small space, this very small space of Jerusalem, this very small people called the Jewish people, will be a place that everyone will come to and recognize and fit inside, both physically and spiritually. Everyone will fit inside. Everyone will recognize that this is the root, this is the place, and it will be signified by the fact that physically everyone fits into Yushalayim. All the 7.7 billion people in the world will fit into Yushalayim, literally, to teach us so that we can see for ourselves, we can experience the concept that something infinite or something multitudinous, something so many can fit into something so small. And again, Hashem who is infinite can fit into the tzimtzum, the constriction of the physical realm. Now hear this. I mentioned this months ago, but tifreitzi, the gematria of the word tifreitzi is tafshim pei. Tavshim Pei is the year 5780, which we're in right now. Coming a small Tifreitzi. There's something awesome happening. We are all Mitsum We have all become constricted into a very small space. We have all had to draw into ourselves. Can we find within ourselves, in our small space, can we find within ourselves the awesomeness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the awesomeness of spirituality, the great infinite presence of Hashem. Can we find that within ourselves? Yom in a small means, expand the small space where you are. Expand it. And make sure that it includes spirituality. It's so easy now to fall prey to the Yetzirah, to the evil inclination. We're by ourselves, we're in our homes. It's so easy to fall in. Now is a time that we need to be spiritually expanded, rededicating ourselves to our learning, to our Torah, to our spirituality, to our tefillah. We can't daven in a shul. It's so sad. We can't daven together. We can't hear the Sefer Torah. We can't give tzedakah the way we want to. We can't... We can't it's very hard for us to, to provide for our families. Who is it not affecting? Yechidim. Individual. There are a few people it's not affecting. Shem is saying, listen to the beginning of, the, of that parak, of parak Nundalad, of parak 54, chapter 54 of Isaiah. Rani akara Rejoice! O barren woman who didn't have children. This is a reference to Yushalayim. Yushalayim is abandoned. You can't go to the Kaisal right now. You can't daven there. There's only one time in history the Jewish people were not permitted to go to, to Kotel, to the Western Wall, to pray, to cry. From 1948 to 1967, by the evil oppressors, the Jordanian Arabs, didn't allow the Jewish people to pray at the Kotel, even though by international law they were obligated to. 
Only one time in history, and it's repeating itself. But what followed that? Rani akara layolada. Pitzchirina v'tzali. Explode in song. Rejoice, O barren one. Ki rabim b'nei shemema. Mi b'nei b'ul amar Hashem. Because there's so much more to be gained from having lost than from having. There's so much more to be gained from having lost than from having. We don't have Yerushalayim right now. For a moment, we don't have. Berega Katayin, this is the Hemshech of the Pesukim here. It's unbelievable. Berega Pasuk Zayin. Berega Katayin Azavtich, I have left you for a moment. In great compassion, I will gather you in. In that moment of 19 years that we couldn't come into Yerushalayim, we couldn't pray there. We thought it was gone. We lost, we had Eretz Yisrael. Can you imagine? We had Eretz Yisrael, but we didn't have Yerushalayim. How could such a thing be? We had Eretz Yisrael, we didn't have the Arabais. How could it be? What happened immediately after that? An awesome experience, 1967, Six Day War. We didn't expect it, we didn't, we didn't dream of it. All of a sudden we had Yushalayim, was ours. Shem seems to have left us for a moment. Hashem seems to have left us. He doesn't want our tilas. He doesn't want us to daven in shul. He doesn't want us. He doesn't want us to hear the Tyra. He doesn't want us to hear the Tyra from the Tyra. But what does he promise? The part that seems barren, the part that seems like he's rejected us. The result is going to be, it's a promise. That, that, Tzimtzum, that place, how are we going to fit in there? How are we going to fit in this darkness? How are we going to fit between the Bade HaOrein? How are we going to fit in the Pesach HaOrein? How are we going to fit at the entrance? Giyamanu Smal There will be an explosion. Tavshin Pei Tifreitzi, this is an explosive year. Yamenu smol tifreitzi. This tzimtzum, this constriction, is the beginning of HaKadosh Baruch Hu showing us that we can fit inside of a small space. Just like He, the Infinite One, can fit inside of a finite space. We must expand. We must expand ourselves in this small space. Archivi Expand the place of your tent. Klal Yisrael, each and every one of us is enjoined by the Pasuk here, by our Parsha. We can fit. I will prove it to you, says Hashem. We can fit into a smaller space. To the extent that we fit into a smaller space, we prove that Hashem can be in our lives also. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help each and every one of us to be able to recognize the tremendous opportunity that we have to expand within the constriction. Hashem should help us to be rededicated, to rededicate ourselves, to be committed to Tyra learning, to tefillah with kavana, a deeper tefillah, a deeper Tyra learning, a deeper commitment to our families, a deeper commitment 
to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a deeper commitment to Am Yisrael. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.